G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. If you ever have someone you trust desert you, you know how painful that is. But well, what if it's God who seems to have deserted you? Then what? He promised so much, but well, he seems to be missing in action. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we finish up this week by taking yet another look at your relationship with God from a different perspective. And do stick with me, because very soon I'll be telling you about my latest life application booklet with a rather strange title, How God Could Use a Donkey Like Me. I'd love to send you a free copy as a powerful encouragement of the mighty things that God has planned for your life. But this is the very last week it'll be available, so don't miss out. It's kind of hard to imagine growing up without having played the game of hide-and-seek as a child. It's just one of those universal kid games that starts out with mum or dad playing peekaboo with the baby, and then as we grow into children, we just love to play hide-and-seek with our friends. Brings back some fond memories, doesn't it? But I remember a couple of times when I was in, and I just couldn't find the others. They, they disappeared and left me, and afterwards they'd laugh at me, and I have to say, it's pretty hurtful stuff. Funny the things you remember. I mean, I look back on it now and I couldn't put words like betrayal on those few experiences. But back then, when I was the kid that was left behind and and laughed at by the others, all I knew was it hurt. And those experiences, seemingly trivial though they may have been, they leave scars. I mean, imagine as I started thinking about hide and seek that those memories would come flooding back after over 40 years. When someone deserts us, Well, it just plain hurts, doesn't it? So many people I talk to have been deserted by someone they trusted over the years. I know I have. And it's an indescribably painful experience when trust is broken. I mean, it's almost worse than not having had any trust at all, whether as children or as adults. I mean, parents abandon their kids, sometimes physically, sometimes just emotionally. Husbands abandon their wives, wives their husbands. Even as I talk, I'm sure that it'll bring some memories flooding back for you, painful memories, no doubt. So what's it like when we feel as though we've been abandoned by God? I mean, God promises so much. King David in Psalm 27 verse 10 says, Even if my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. See, God promises an enormous amount. And yet, well, it's easy to feel as though God has left us on the scrap heap. Things can be going along just fine and we think to ourselves, well, you know, God's pretty good. And then all of a sudden, things in life take a turn for the worse. We all know what that's like. So often we just can't explain it. So often it's not our fault. Why is this happening to me? I had a prayer request just the other day from a woman. Have a listen to what she wrote. She said, I feel so lonely. Please pray for God to give us or me some friends. I feel so desperate for friends. I've never had any. I was married by 17 with a baby. I feel like a failure in every area of my life. 
Now, if I got up and preached some message about how wonderful God is, how do you think this woman would respond to that? It'd be pretty tough for her, wouldn't it? These last few weeks on the program, we've been looking at what it means to get close to God. Well, today I wanted to have a bit of a look at exactly what it means when we feel as though we've been deserted by God. Hmm. Well, life's like that, isn't it? That's the reality. So often our circumstances scream at us, See? See? God is really no good. Believing in him is useless. And that's exactly what was going on for Israel when they'd been in captivity in Babylon for almost 70 years. Israel were God's people. Now, his chosen people, Abraham had a son called Isaac, who had a son called Jacob, who had 12 sons, and from those 12 sons came the 12 tribes of Israel. And they ended up for centuries in slavery in Egypt, and one day God used Moses to get them out of there, through the Exodus, 40 years in the wilderness, to the promised land, the land we now know as the land of Israel. But notice what God calls it. He calls it the promised land. See, God promised it to them. God promised them a whole bunch of things, actually, a whole bunch of good things. Yet, they turned their back on God. And so, eventually, after a long time, God punishes them. The Babylonians come in, they destroy Jerusalem, they destroy the temple, they kill so many, and the remnant ends up in slavery in Babylon for 70 years. It happened about 586, 587 B.C. And their circumstances, after 70 years almost in in captivity, must have been screaming out at them, See? See? God's no good. Believing in him is useless. And towards the end of this punishment time, 70 years, the prophet Isaiah comes to them, and this is what he says on behalf of God. He says, Why do you say and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Don't you know? Haven't you heard? The Lord your God is everlasting. He's the creator of the ends of the earth. He won't grow tired or weary. His understanding is something that no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths will grow tired and weary. Even young men will stumble and fall. But those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Wow. How must that have felt to them when Isaiah spoke those words into their slavery, a slavery which appeared to come from a broken promise of God? It wasn't actually a broken promise. See, God had made a contract or a covenant with Israel. And basically the contract said this, if they honoured him, he'd bless them, and if they didn't, he'd punish them. They didn't. And so they spent 70 years in slavery in Babylon. And yet most of these people in slavery towards the end of the period, they were a generation or two on from that original punishment. Seventy years is a long time. Back then it was a few lifetimes. See, things aren't always what they seem. We don't know sometimes why God lets things happen the way that they do. We don't know why that woman who sent us that prayer request had to go through what she went through. But there's one thing we do know. God is love. He understands the stuff that we can't fathom. He, He doesn't grow tired or weary. And he gives strength to the weak. Everyone Everyone grows tired, even the young and the energetic. We all do. But those who wait on the Lord, those who in their misery and their adversity just wait on him, they will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. See, this word wait, waiting on the Lord, doesn't mean to sit there and wait and grumble. It means to wait, to look for, to eagerly hope for and expect. It's an expectant waiting. It's sitting there saying, I know this stuff's going on, 
But you know, God, I'm just going to believe in you and I'm going to wait on you and I know you're going to deliver me from this thing. That sort of waiting is about putting our faith in God into action. When all our circumstances are screaming that there's no point, that sort of waiting and expectation is faith at work. I have to tell you, God always, always answers those who put their faith in him. He always does. Sometimes it's not what we expect, but he always responds. If faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things we can't see. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because if we would approach him, first we have to believe he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. I want to encourage you today. If you feel that God has deserted you, he hasn't. He is closer than you could ever imagine. And it's time to wait on him to wait with expectation, with with joy, and with just the smallest spark of faith. Can I tell you? He will answer. He will show up. He just will. You know, it's easy to look around at other people and come to the conclusion that their lives are so much better than ours. God's doing mighty things in them and through them, but me, nah, he could never do that with me. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest booklet. It's called How God Could Use a Donkey Like Me. For years, people have been on my back to share more of my journey from being on the verge of taking my own life to where I am now. It's about the mighty things that God can do in our lives. And I've written it with the prayer and the hope that it'll be a powerful encouragement to you of the mighty things that God has planned for your life. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that this particular booklet will be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time on Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.